Welcome to the third and final episode of the Graduating in 2021 podcast. Today I'll be speaking to Jessica, a self-employed business coach and member of the 2008 graduating class. Jessica will be answering your questions as well as telling us about her early career moves, her battle with burnout and taking on a very different career path to prioritise her health and well-being. So after that introduction, I think it's time to get talking to Jessica. So here we are again with our alumni um, that we're going to be talking about graduating in 2021 and the correlation between graduating in 2008. So today we've got with us Jessica, who's going to give a little bit of insight into what happened to her during 2007, 2008 when she was graduating and hopefully answer a few of your questions and give you some fantastic insight. So thank you for joining us, Jessica. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Not a problem at all. So um, do you want to give a little bit of introduction about what you're doing now, Jessica? And then I'll start to pose some of the students' questions to you. Yeah, sure. So I was at Nottingham University um, from 2004 to 2008, and I was um, studying history at the time. Um, I did a bachelor's degree and then stayed on to do a master's in history as well. Um, Now I am a business coach. I have my own company. Um, I work in the UK, but mainly with women based in the US. And it's all over Zoom. Um, It's all over LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, I work completely remotely. But I'm not doing that. Um, I'm a wife and I'm a mum of two boys who are four and seven and recently a dog owner as well. It's been quite an adventure. That sounds, it does sound like quite an adventure. <laughs> it's quite loud in our house sometimes. You might pick that up in the background. And if you do, I'm sorry. <laughs> don't have to apologise at all. I think we're all getting used to that virtual style of working and the background noise that goes along with it. Um, so thank you very much for that. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go straight to some of the students' questions. Um, and the first one we have today is how long did it take you to get a job after graduating? So for me, I graduated um, in August, September um, in 2008, and I did actually have a job um, in place by the December that year. Um, But the caveat that I put to that is that I actually had three gap years before I started my studies. So I started uni when I was 21, not 18. And during that time, I, to be honest, I was doing a fairly dead-end job in the NHS at the time because my main thing I wanted to do was be a rock star and I was in a I played guitar in a rock band and we were doing (laughs) gigs and things like that around that so it was kind of one gap year that like turned into two that turned into three but then I, I got to a point where I was like I think I'm ready to you know stop doing this and go to university and you know grow up a bit and take life a bit more seriously and the the real benefit of um, my NHS job is that when I told them that I'd like to go to um, study and leave the job they actually put me in a, a secondment because they'd always kind of flagged me as someone who had quite a lot of potential so they had already started that process of developing me as a person and so um, I'd, I'd been promoted to sort of mid-level in, in the department I was in instead of junior level and um, they they put me in this post which was a project manager post um, for four or five months before I left to go to uni and it that was such a helpful thing for my CV and really anything that you can do that gives you a bit of an edge and shows that you've got initiative is is such a helpful thing as part of that process of getting a job you don't just want to be one in a million in terms of the people applying for grad schemes anything you can do to set yourself apart is really really helpful like that yeah that that's a fantastic bit of advice I agree because people who are leaving and entering these grad schemes they all have the academic 
uh, ones that they need. And it's that bit that makes you that little bit extra, doesn't it? And makes you stand out from the crowds, those other experiences you manage to gain. So yeah, agree 100% with that. Um, in terms of one of the questions that we do have for you is one of the students has asked, is there anything you wish you had known back then that you know now in terms of the graduating process, looking for jobs or even that work-life kind of balance? So much. <laughs> I, I feel like I have learned so much um, in the last kind of 15 years since I finished university. So um, I think one of the key things, and I'll tell you a quick um, summary of my story after university, basically, um, I started working for a schools charity down in London. And when people talk about the credit crunch, that wasn't really something that affected us because we had 30 million pounds of government funding at the time under the Labour government. Um, everything that we did was like covered in gold. Like we had really lovely meetings all the time. We weren't worried about redundancies. We were actually growing substantially. We took on a ton of people in that time. Um, we, we really didn't feel that except when the government changed and the Conservative government got in, all of our funding got wiped out literally overnight. And that's the thing when you work in a government organization, if if the Minister for Education says something on news the previous evening, you can get to work the next day and be like, the whole project is cancelled. Um, wow. And so actually my, my team, we were the business planning and development team. Our job was to go around and work with all of the business units in our organization and make them fit for purpose because we didn't want to have to lay off a ton of people. And so what we did was actually turn them into independent businesses that paid their own way and covered the cost of all of the people, which was a really it was a really amazing thing to go and do. Um, but as I was as I was doing that, I was loving the work. But at the same time, I wasn't really in a job that suited me as a person. And it like the, the fruit of it wasn't always brilliant for me. And so my health started to suffer. I had really bad irritable bowel, which was stress related. And eventually I was signed off with stress and went through burnout just so badly. And it, it really got to a point where I was like, I actually don't think I can go back to my my career. And I was just like, this is what I've had my sights on for years. And I was in this job believing this is my destiny in the world. And like this is, you know, and kind of ignoring all of the stuff about but it doesn't really feel like it's working for my health and I'm not actually very happy day to day. Um, I, I just kind of, I was like, suck it up. We're going to make this work. And I think the fruit of that over the long term was just, I can't make this work. And so I think what I would want to say to myself, you know, if I look back to my, my university years is just like, learn how to look after yourself, <laughs> you know, listen to your body and the messages that it's sending if you're really stressed don't just ignore it do something about it so you know I got good grades at university I got a first in my bachelor's degree I got a distinction in my master's but I did pay quite a heavy price for that in terms of my mental health and how like my well-being I think and you know I'm, I'm 38 now I feel like I've spent my 30s really learning who I am as a person what really works for me and like how I feel um, it took me a really long time to be able to hear that from my from myself. Like I'm not feeling great today. I'm feeling quite stressed today, and I'm really I'm really fortunate to be able to do the work that I now do because I'm self-employed. So I set my own schedule, and I'm also very good at what I do. So I charge a lot for my services, which means that I don't have to work very many hours in order to make a ton more money than I made when I had a corporate career. So. It really is, it has been amazing building my business and just seeing 
this is something that I'm able to do that doesn't make me feel depleted. It just makes me feel like I'm showing up in my best energy, um, doing the work that I love and getting paid um, what I want to be paid for a fraction of the hours that I ever experienced when I had a corporate career. Yeah, I think I think you've uh, nailed it on the head there, which is it's about that work-life balance. Like I think students, particularly graduating this year, are probably putting a lot of pressure on themselves this year in terms of I need to get that dream job. I've got to do this. This is exactly what I need to do. This is what I've been working hard for. But at the same time, that message of you have to look after yourself as students is so mm. important. And they'll find it is a big step going into your first career if it's the first step that you've done. So don't put too much pressure on yourselves and make sure that you do look after yourselves when you're in that first year, um, particularly taking on more than you're probably able to do because you feel like you have to say yes. Yeah, and I, I feel like as well it starts before that because I don't know um, if if the guys listening will have had the experience of um, doing psychometric tests, which are really common if you're doing like an assessment centre for a grad scheme. Um, I used to go through those tests and just be like, what do they, what do they want me to be? Who do I need <laughs> to be to get the job? I actually, one of the things I did in between um, sort of my career meltdown and then um, setting up on my own was I worked for a startup company that did occupational psychology and we made a lot of those psychometrics and we, we used them um, to help big um, companies like supermarkets, airlines and banks um, recruit the best people at grad level, but also promote the best people internally. And the biggest thing I took away from that experience is like, just don't lie about your psychometrics. <laughs> Tell them who you actually are, because they will they will find you a role that is the best fit for you. And if you're doing something where, you know, it, it's, it doesn't suit your natural way of being, the stress that that can put on you, you know, you don't want to be in a job where you have to be someone else every day because the stress of that over time it affects everyone to different degrees. I think I'm quite special in how quickly I burnt out, but um, you know, stress is something which affects people at all levels. And sometimes it's just because you're in a career that was never the right fit for you. So I think being open to the fact that it may not be like the grad scheme that you've got your sights on, there could be something else, which is your perfect fit. And you'll miss out on it if you're just so busy trying to be the right candidate for something that isn't right for you. Yeah, 100% agree with you on that. You definitely get your energy if you know where you get your energy from yes. and then you go into a job that doesn't suit that actually you spend a lot of your life at work you need to do something that's going to complement your way of life so definitely yeah, I, I mean I you know I'm a complete introvert and I work completely remotely I've got my little office at home which is like my island office <laughs> um, I don't think I do anything like face to face with people like I obviously do for my socializing but work is completely remote when I worked in London, I was on a floor, open plan with 200 people, where you oh. weren't allowed to talk to people. You had to send them an email. And it was considered very rude to, to like walk up to someone at their desk and disturb them. That just did not work for me. And so it's, it's these little things, you know, play it forward. Just be like, you know, if, if I try and fit into this, am I actually going to be a good fit in the organization? A lot of these companies, they have really carefully, scientifically worked out how to filter for the people who will be a good fit so you can't play the system and even if you do you you may not like where it leads to yeah that yeah exactly you've got to be yourself they're employing you for the person that you are not the person that you're pretending to be and you'll soon get found out when you go into that role if you've tried to play the system like you say that's superb thank you ever so much for that, that's some really good insight there uh, i'm gonna ask you one final question i think um which is I don't have any experience. What should I do? 
Oh, that's a great question. Um, so I think a really key thing for me, like I said, having like the head start from my NHS work experience before I got to uni, that just meant that I had a head start on every summer job going. I actually worked nearly all of my university holidays. Sometimes it was it was just doing like admin work to pay the bills. But um, so at the end of my um, bachelor's degree, I was thinking I was going to go into journalism. And so I was like, right, let's see what internships I can get. So I literally, I, I had a few things. I think maybe my uncle had arranged through a friend of his for me to go and do two weeks for free um, at a newspaper locally to them in Oxfordshire. It's a very small niche newspaper, but it was something. I also, um, I was quite just bold about getting in touch with people. So I really liked reading a particular magazine. So I just phoned them up and said, can I come and do work experience? They said, yes. So I slept on my sister's floor um, in Marylebone for two weeks and then um, did two weeks for them. And, you know, Marylebone to Hammersmith, that was not a very easy commute. And it wasn't very comfy sleeping on her floor either. But it just meant that like, I really got my foot in the door. I was able to um, just really try things out and see if it was a fit. But it's things like um, there wasn't much to do one afternoon. And so I just said, oh, hey, like your supplies cupboard is really dirty and quite a mess. Like, can I can I sort it out for you? And they were just really thrilled that I'd taken the, the initiative and the time to do something really menial. Like, you know, I had a, a good um, bachelor's degree at the time. I had a first class honors result in it. I didn't have to sit there and sweep the floor, but I was just like, I want to be helpful. And the result of that was that they invited me back for a second um, internship like a couple of months later and actually as it happened I decided by that point to to not do journalism and to go back and do my master's at Nottingham but it's just it's being useful and having that kind of can-do attitude I think you can have all of the qualifications and one of the things I do say to people is that like no one has ever asked me what um, degree classification I got for my master's so I'm sitting there being like ask me because I want to tell you I got a distinction they don't really care about the grade that much unfortunately I'm glad that I did it for me. I'm like, it's a really good achievement. And, you know, I love that year and it's definitely been transferable skills that have helped me at every level of my career. But I think it's it's not enough to just have like the two one, like lots of other people have that. So you've got to show, you know, a way of proving that you've got the edge. You're going to be a really good asset to that company. I, I agree 100%. Make the most of those opportunities when you do get in the door. And it's amazing what can come from them. Don't go expecting a job at the end of it. But like you say, if you're putting your best foot forward and using that initiative, it's... And it's relationships all the time. You know, if you go in and like you're nice to everyone and you're positive and you've got a lot of positive energy, people really respond to that. Whereas if you go in being like... You know, and I felt like this at times, I can't believe, you know, because I'd done three years of work, I'd done three years of uni, I can't believe that I'm at the point where I'm making tea again, I can't <laughs> believe I have to prove to you that I'm good at writing again, but you do have to do that and it, it does make a big difference, you know, if you can just, if you can squash that down for a bit and just be like, you know, see the bigger picture here and actually go for the thing that you want, like, you know, you need to impress them, it's not enough to just have like the degree result and nothing else. Yeah, I agree 100% with everything you said there. Um, Jessica, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. And I'm sure the insights that you've given will be very beneficial for our graduating class this year and for any other students that happen to be listening to it as well, because I don't think it's just related to uh, the graduating class out this year. So thank you very much for taking the time to meet with us today. Oh, thank you. And good luck to all the graduates. It's a great world out there. <laughs> <laughs> thank you.